Welcome to Hope in the Margins, a podcast of Hope Community Church that is seeking to help you connect the hope of Jesus with your everyday life in the margins. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chandler Young, and today I'm joined with teaching pastor Kenny Hall around a conversation on the book of Titus and this three-week series that we're in. So Kenny, start us off. Tell us a little bit about Titus and your sermon yesterday and any thoughts you have. Well, Titus, so the whole premise around this series is leadership and godly living. And I think if you study Titus personally, he, um, he, was, uh, he was a very strong leader. You know, he was a guy with excellent administrative skills. I, I think uh, one of the best um, parts of Titus's history was when he helped settle the crisis at Corinth, that's referred to. Um, there was a point in time where after Paul's first letter to the Corinthians that the Corinthians decided they were going to reject Paul as an apostle. They were going to reject his ministry. They didn't want to have any relationship with him anymore because they had bought into these false teachers saying things about him. And Paul tried everything to reconcile that relationship. You know, he, he tried uh, writing to them. He tried handling it face to face, going to visit them, and nothing was working until he sent Titus. <laughs> he sent Titus, and then uh, whenever uh, Titus reconnected with Paul, one commentator says he bore the good news that the attitude of the Corinthians had changed and the relationship had been restored. So Titus was a guy you, you sent to get things done, but he seemed to do it with great tact and great character, always seemed to handle himself well. And so Titus, he was a strong personality in ministry, controversial figure because um, he wasn't Jewish, he wasn't circumcised, and that was a hot topic around that time. Um, but he was a prime example, like we said yesterday, that God's salvation is for all, he can use all, and it's only by grace we are saved through faith, not through our rituals or customs or works or anything like that. And so, yeah. It's kind of yeah, that's good. That's where we got to see. It was cool. You and I getting to talk and prepare. I was really worried the week before that we'd written the same exact sermon. Yeah, um, lots of similarities, but I think they they played off of each other well. One of the things that we see there is this: when Titus is to go to Crete, is to address the people that are licentious mm-hmm. and legalistic, and so it was cool just learning what those two things are. And that licentious means that they take advantage of that grace mm-hmm. that you're talking about while legalism seeks to earn the grace of God. And so seeing how Titus is to go and to teach um, about sound leadership and sound doctrine. And so give us a little bit kind of your points from yesterday on consistency and creating cultural impact. Yeah. Um, if we're going to be able to create cultural impact, I think we need consistency. Consistency is something that we don't see in a lot of people's lives nowadays. You know, people um, love to flip-flop. People love to change. Um, You can see how people will kind of like morph their personality to um, fit whoever they're around and and really their values and their convictions. Um, But really the three points is that um, we need to see more Christians that are consistent in their character and show consistency in their care for others. And it all stems from our consistency and conviction. Because one of the worst things we could ever do is, and we talked about this in our community group last night, is as a, leave a discussion around this and say, okay, I'm going to try harder to be consistent in my character. I'm going to try harder to show more care. Um, because if there's not an intentionality with the conviction, if it all doesn't flow from what 
we actually believe about Jesus and who he is to us, then all of our efforts are going to be futile. That's why we need constant reminders of the grace of God around us. Yeah, that's why that quote for me that I said, I don't know where I heard it, stole it from somebody, you know, borrowed it. (laughs) But our obedience flows from grace, not Mm -hmm. for it. It flows from this identity that I have with Mm -hmm. Christ. Um, So, yeah, it's cool to see as well when you're talking about consistency, just even the consistency that he's pointing out as he goes to Crete, that we see Crete change. Like the gospel changes things. It changes communities. It changes families. It changes our lives. Um, And so just that gospel transformation, the, the godliness things that we talked about um yeah so you got any other thoughts on some of that yeah well i think it all goes back to and i I really did want to talk to you around the idea of leadership um because if we see consistency in our lives you know there i don't think there would be as much need for those titles and recognition because i really do i really feel like we have a cultural obsession with leadership, and it's really the idea of leadership more than actually leading itself. You know, everybody wants a position, a recognition, a title, and I feel like leadership nowadays has kind of lost, you know, the really what it means, what it's supposed right. to be about. It's about serving people, and really, if you're if you're actually leading people, you're actually elevating them above yourself by serving them. That's the kind of leadership that Jesus talked about. You know, by washing each other's feet, you know, whoever wants to be the greatest among you will be the least. And Jesus, he didn't really ever use the word leadership, you know, whenever he taught about leadership. He said, serve one another, you know. It's just, it stems from this individualistic society where we're just craving titles and recognition. And I really want to talk to you about it because um, I, I had mentioned yesterday that uh, whenever I was a student pastor, um, I intentionally did not have a student leadership team because um, I, I saw that that need for titles and recognition and everything. And so I wanted uh, students to lead without the title. And I felt like they became better leaders for it. And um, and that was just the conviction I had in that season with that group. And you um, are probably one of the most intentional and um people with your student leaders in Hope College, and I think you do that better than probably anybody else I've ever seen. Um, So we kind of went to the opposite um, sides there, but I know we see it the same way, think about the same way, but the, the, um, you know, those action steps are a little bit different. So I kind of wanted to hear from you too, um, what your intentionality and processes look like with developing those leaders in that way. Yeah, for sure. I totally see it as kind of a tension like there's times where I'm like, ah, oh, we could just scrap all this. Yeah. <laughs> like because again, like we talked about even last week, that we are first followers of Christ. And okay. so for me, if we're leading or we have influence, it's because we're following Christ. Mm-hmm. And so trying to be intentional with our student leadership team, I think we've landed on doing student leadership team because it helps us in structure and knowing like different teams of how to reach pockets of people Mm -hmm. and how to best serve in different areas and sustainability just in the future, thinking through our pipeline and through sending people. Um, So I think that it is like a 
I totally see what you're saying because mm-hmm. we do we magnify these positions and yeah. uh, we see that not just in the church but in culture in general mm-hmm. uh, leadership roles and so I think for us it's like we want to equip and empower these students and it's really that like in order to reach more people at Gardner Webb like we talked about with Matt, we have to equip and empower the few. Mm-hmm. Or for so, us, it's it's okay. 25 students that we call our student leadership team. Um, but our goal there is that we equip them and empower them so that they can reach the campus. And so it just gives us a little more structure and a little more intentionality to hopefully reach people that are far from God, okay. uh, but close to them. And so... I really see it as that, like a, uh, our goal is to equip them and help them to do the ministry and the work on campus because, like we've said, that um, we are the local church. Mm-hmm. Like We believe we are God's plan to reach the college campus and to reach lostness all over the world, and so we want to do whatever we can to engage the campus. Yeah. And this, again, comes back to the point of we don't want people to just come and see what we're doing at church. No doubt. And while that is, there are benefits to that, mm-hmm. there is a certain level of that, we want college students to go and engage the lostness yeah. in their circles, in the people that they're doing life with. And that's what I thought about this morning as I was driving here, just thinking about you talking about cultural impact. Mm-hmm. It was like, how can we best impact the lostness around us um, in Shelby, in Cleveland County, in Upper Cleveland? Um, and thinking through building and different stuff like that. Like, how can we best do that? And so we just ask people to be praying with us about that, too. Uh, Multiply has been a great tool. And mm-hmm. looking forward to more people being equipped to go yeah. and share the gospel. I felt like, um, just as I thought through Titus and the sound doctrine, the sound teaching piece and godliness and, and really... For me, maybe this is a, a wiring thing. I don't really know. But I, oftentimes, whenever I get the opportunity to teach and preach, I feel challenged every time to engage God's mission. Like, I want people to be sent and to, to be challenged to do so. Um, and so, in talking about the satanic lullaby thing, mm-hmm. I just felt really challenged by, like, sometimes maybe that's Satan's... Um, his idea, his uh, ways in which he fools us is to accuse us of, well, I don't know how to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to read. And, like, we start to believe those accusations and their lies. Like, we do know how to talk to God. Like, it's just talking to God. You know, like, like we can do that. It's like Matt Chandler. Yeah. He had a rant on that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things I love about seeing how intentional you are with Hope College and the college leaders you have is because it it really helps them own that aspect of the faith and own being a part of the local church that you see very rare for people in their early 20s, you know, of feeling like they are really a part or can actually be a leader in the local church. And like like I was talking about yesterday, that... Um, all of us are the greatest Christian that somebody knows. 
mm-hmm. you know? And um, so what are we going to do with that? that yeah. That's the question. You can either like victimize ourselves, feel sorry for ourselves. I think whenever I was talking to UC, I said, you can either cry about it or you can own it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I was a little softer in Shelby, <laughs> but um, you know, but we, we need more, especially young people who are in the season of their life that will do anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, really own that aspect of their faith, take ownership in it. That will create cultural impact and set the tone for the rest of their lives. You know, it's, it's really cool to see <laughs> that. And, yeah. and college students are a completely different season of life than high schoolers and middle schoolers. Are. Right. And that's what I was just thinking about is maybe that it looks a little bit different because of the family group structure that we have. Mm-hmm. That like our goal is that they're they're with their peers on campus, like mm-hmm. doing life together. And so there is a certain level of equipping and empowering that we have to do um, so that they're doing life together yeah. more regularly than just once a week. And so that they don't still get caught up in the social media idea right. of ministry you know where you see yeah. people on stages and all these followers right. and they think that's what ministry is you know and um you, and you need to be intentional with people in that season of life to let them know like the the intentionality the service aspect of what ministry and impact and influence is what leadership is like a, um like i forget who said it to me first but like i've told all the interns and the young guys coming through um, if you're not willing to hold a toilet brush, you got no business holding a microphone. Yeah. You know, I think that gets lost a lot in, mm-hmm. in today's day and age with the, the um, idealization of like the celebrity pastor and the, the Instagram fame and, you know, and yeah. everybody wants that. And so I, and we've seen that with a couple of our students that we've been able to, to help work through that, you know, to try to shift that mindset, to bring it back there, you know, and, um, understanding like the it's about serving people and loving people yeah. you know, i remember me and skip and um uh it was me skip and jeremy went on a call for to a family who had lost a loved one and mm-hmm. and was sitting in their house with them for a few hours and you know in those situations you can't say anything you know like you show up and shut up that's what that's what skip yeah. always says and you know and you're in a situation like that with a family who's just experienced a tragedy you know and I remember leaving there and Skip saying you know I want to take every young college student that wants to go into ministry on one of those trips so they actually know what ministry is all about yeah you know and um, that always stuck with me yeah Skip's a wise man (laughs) that brings me to kind of the point you've made really your consistency and care but also you had a quote, private discipline leads to public impact. Mm -hmm. And so when we have young leaders or people, um, young followers, (laughs) followers of Jesus, (laughs) sounds like a cult. (laughs) But young people or really anyone in our church is to know that like, one, the behind the scenes stuff matters. And like, it's so valuable. Um, The people that serve without any recognition um, that don't get to stand on stage like they're just as important as anyone that stands on stage and their role um, impacts Mm -hmm. so many people in ways that they don't know as well yeah you know Um, and so just thinking about that like a even private disciplines and character starting in the home Mm -hmm. like you said I thought that was really good just to think about like what's done and when no one's watching, um, 
impacts so much that we don't see. And so just a, a consistency there. You got anything to go? Well, we're going to get more into that in our next series because in our next sermon series, I don't think we have a title for it yet, but we're going to focus on family and relationships. Right. And so um, that was kind of cool. I felt like I got a little bit ahead of myself with this sermon, but I really felt like this is what God wanted um, to be taught. And, you know, it's always it's always a little strange and I'm always a little insecure about speaking about like fatherhood. I went on some fatherhood rants and I'm not a father yet, but uh, neither was the Apostle Paul. He still talked about it, um, you know, but we're going to get more into that next month. And I'm excited to see what the Lord teaches us and see what direction he takes that. <laughs> so I love how that happens in a lot right. of these sermon series. We have this idea of where we think we're going to go and God's like, no, nah, the spirit ends up leading all of us in a different direction, yeah. you know. And it's cool to see how similarly, like, a lot of these sermons line up, you know, even when we thought we were going in a different direction with them. For sure. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hope in the Margins, uh, one of these series where it's more on Monday. We get to talk a little bonus episode about sermons that have been going on in the last couple weeks. And so we just encourage you um, that our beliefs and our behaviors need to tell the same story. And that the, the grace of God is calling us to consistency and character and care and in conviction. And so we're praying for you. We're so excited that we get to do the work and ministry in Cleveland County with you. So we love you and we'll see you soon.